welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to them about how they've built their careers, where they are now, where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to today's show, where I feel like I'm in slightly reflective mood. That's probably the best way. It's now summer of 2021. We're coming out of the pandemic. And as we recover, many of our past clients are actually reaching out to us and asking us to recruit for them once again. One of these is the amazing, the lovely Jane Pilcher. She's the treasurer at Anglian Water Group, AWG. And we're currently recruiting two assistant treasurer roles for her. We've also got some other roles that are coming through at the moment. So I thought, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I was briefing some of the candidates the other day and say, well, have a listen to the podcast I did with Jane. When I really listened to it as a bit of a retrospective, if you like, I thought, wow, uh, number one, how much have I improved over the past 165 plus podcasts? Uh, things like having a better microphone, uh, less breathy. Sorry about that. Lots of heavy breathing in some of the previous ones. Don't know what that was about. Um, but also asking shorter, better, more insightful questioning questions uh, when I can answer questions and shutting up. That's a good thing. I mean, I know it's a podcast and all that and you want, want me to talk, but another thing is to be quiet, listen to what the treasurer's got to say, interpret it and give it back and take your role, if you like, as a listener. So, as well as that, I then also thought, what a great conversation I had. It was still 100% relevant today. Yes, the organization's moved on. They've recently issued a sustainability bond, and you need to look at that. And we'll put some details of that in the show notes. But I thought, this is well worth republishing. And I wanted to say, as well, if you want to work for this great organization and an amazing treasurer, then you need to let us know as soon as possible. We were loving recruiting these new roles for Jane and the team there. Um, but as I say each week, that's enough from me. We're going to get back to the episode with Jane from all that time ago. Sorry about the heavy breathing. But anyway, as I say each week, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. So welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview leading treasury professionals about their treasury careers. We talk about how they first started in treasury, where they are now, and where they see themselves and the treasury profession going next. In this week's show, I'm delighted to be joined by Jane Pilcher, the group treasurer at Anglian Water Group. Anglian Water's principal business is Anglian Water, the regulated water and sewerage group which supplies water and recycling services to over six million customers across the east of England and up into Hartlepool. The group also includes Anglian Venture Holdings, that's the investment and management vehicle responsible for the commercial businesses across the UK and Ireland with over 100 million invested to date. Businesses turnover is in excess of 500 million and they offer customers a wealth of expertise in the water industry and infrastructure related sectors. Drawing on all this, um, what I wanted to do was really get into Jane's career. Jane's responsible for all finance and treasury activities of the group. Her prime responsibility is obviously around group debt, debt bank, investor relations, good all-round group treasurer role. In career highlights, in August 2017, Jane led the launch of the group's inaugural Green Bond, which we may get onto and talk about. And other responsibilities include ALM management of the 1 billion plus pension fund. So pretty busy times. 
But take, taking it back a stage, Jane, you've had a number of years within Treasury. Do you, if we go back to the dim distant past, you got your first start, you first started in banking before making that move into Treasury, is that right? Yes, that's right. So I started off uh, going into, uh, into, into banking and uh, worked in, in London uh, dealing with, with, large, with large corporates, but took the opportunity following a house move to the Cambridge area to, uh, to, to move into, into commercial banking. And I think I always thought that moving into commercial banking um, as opposed to corporate banking would be okay as long as I kind of moved uh, in at the, at the right level, um, but very, very quickly realized that I'd made a, a big mistake right. working, uh, working locally for, for me uh, with kind of much smaller corporates was not what I expected. The kind of the culture, the environment where I was working was very, very different to, uh, to, to kind of big banking. And so after a short period of time, about six weeks <laughs> and lots of very expensive treats to, uh, to, to compensate myself for making a bad career decision, my husband decided that, uh, that I couldn't afford to keep buying these treats any longer and I had to go back to, uh, to, to London. So ended up finding a, a job moving back to, uh, to, to bank in, in London. But before doing that, had lunch with a finance director of a company locally who was one of my clients when I'd worked at uh, banking in, in London. And, uh, and anyway, long story short, he said that uh, if ever I wanted to move into Treasury and jump across the, uh, the, the pond, then, uh, then there would always be an opportunity for me to, to do that, which after quite a lot of kind of soul searching um, made, you know, which was quite a difficult decision to move from, from banking where I'd been since, uh, since kind of first starting work to, to move across to, uh, to, to Treasury. So, uh, so in 1990, I moved across to, uh, to, to be group treasurer of a small manufacturing company located just outside of Cambridge. And they'd not had a treasury function before. So I went in with a clean sheet of paper and, uh, and looked to, uh, to, to kind of grow and develop that. So it was first for the, treasure, for the, for the company, but also kind of first for me yeah. going into uh, the profession as well. And what was treasury, what did you think treasury was at that stage or what was it for that group? I think for me, it was a great opportunity. I'd been going out and talking to, to kind of corporates about their kind of risk management. And uh, it was a great opportunity to then kind of go the other side of the, of this, of the, of the, of the you know, of the side of the table to actually kind of do the work myself to, to understand where, where those risks were. So yes, I'd been, I was starting to, to do my treasurer's exams. Uh, obviously having done my banking exams, I was, you know, kind of, uh, you, know, kind of you know, what I thought kind of all briefed up. But then kind of moving in, suddenly looking at it through a finance director's eye, um, it did look different. So I spent quite a lot of time having to, to kind of demonstrate to not only the auditors, but to the finance directors that he did have some foreign currency exposures that, uh, that he didn't think he had. And, um, and so I think it was very much kind of a risk management at that time. It was talking to, to banks, getting the, getting the help and support from the banks. But for me, my biggest area was being able to convert the uh, kind of the finance director and the auditors to looking at things through through a different lens as opposed to just an accounting lens and then and you did that for what six years yes and then how, how did the move come about to well you know a number of years ago now sort of 20 plus years ago to Anglian Water how did that come about sort of you know a printing company to a water group how did that come about 
Yes, well, I, I, I was I was kind of headhunted um, oh. in terms of uh, you know I, I was approached and uh, there was you know this, this job was kind of coming available at Anglian, and was I was I interested? Which obviously <laughs> you know, great opportunity to uh, to to think about. But uh, I'd recently kind of gone through a change of finance director, so the finance director that had recruited me had had decided to to move on. I had a new finance director coming on board, so it really kind of kind of the kind of the the request kind of came through around a similar time right. to um to, to kind of see the finance director kind of leaving and uh for me it was then a case i think you know one of the important things and one of the questions you're going to ask me later is you know kind of any tips and things for uh for for other people kind of moving into into treasury or managing their career but one of the things that was really important to to me and kind of helped me with with kind of the position at anglian was that uh, one of the, the banking contacts I'd got locally uh, was the kind of the key key banker to uh, to the Anglian Water Group at the time, very much had the uh, the kind of the confidence of the, the then finance director, and so for me, you know, having had this approach to say, would you like to move to Anglian Water, which is probably the largest employer, you know, by by a very big way in, in yeah. the region, the you know, first thing I did was got in touch with Jean and said, right, okay. How do I get this one? How do I make certain that I get there? And uh, and uh, anyway, the rest is history. I managed to uh, to to get the position at Anglian, and uh, as you say, I've been there for uh, for for a long time. And when you joined Anglian, because it's gone through an evolution as as well as your role and everything else. But so you started out as an internationally listed business, and now many years later, it's a private business. What was it like when you first started? Obviously, that may have held a, an appeal. You know, what was the group like when you walked in day one, sort of thing? Very, very different to uh, to to now, and uh, I was actually kind of held to to six months' notice from my previous employer, and uh, eventually managed to to get them to to agree to to let me go a couple of days a week for the last couple of months of working out my notice. And when I first went along for those first couple of days, I thought, oh my goodness, should I be going back? <laughs> have I made the uh, have I made the wrong decision? And you know, a lot of people nowadays talk about culture. And uh, but it was something which absolutely kind of hit you uh, when uh, when you walked into into Anglian Water. Uh, it was an ex-privatized. You know, it was an ex kind of public public company. Yeah. It was an organisation trying to to change its culture, and and boy did kind of culture hit you. And uh, in terms of the in terms of the changes that they knew they had to uh, to to be making, uh, it was very much kind of rule following. Uh, and you know, pretty pretty kind of hard for somebody who'd been in kind of big corporate banking to uh, to, to kind of and, and and following corporate banking, moving to you know an entrepreneurial company to then yeah. move almost to kind of going to work for the UK government. Right, right. So it felt very very kind of different different back then. Uh, the the water company was probably not seen as as the the kind of the important bit. It was growing the business internationally. Was was then the uh, caught the attention of the of the then kind of senior executive and uh, so for you know the first part of my career at Anglian it was about expansion overseas it was looking after shareholders uh, we, we undertook some some share buybacks but it was all about kind of developing that that work overseas and then we had a very challenging price review so I joined in 96 the challenging price review was in uh, was in 2000 and uh, and suddenly the water company became very big, very important because it went to the heart of value of the organisation. Yeah. So I then ended up working almost like a management buyout 
in terms of what was going to be the future of the of the water company. Were we going to do a management buyout? Were we going to to do to do this the business? And ended up almost kind of working in a little bunker on the outside of uh, of Huntingdon. The rest of the business were told that they couldn't talk to the very small team of us that uh, were working on this kind of alternative project. And uh, we had no duty of care to our previous employer. So we were you know, very much kind of set aside as a, as a potential kind of buyout team. But the end result of that was the board of directors decided they didn't want to to um, to, to kind of lose angling water from, from, from the organization. And, uh, and we decided not to go ahead with that. But instead, we looked to undertake a financial restructuring of the organization. So that then right. moved to my second stage of my life at Anglian Water, where I undertook a, a large financial reorganization and became group treasurer of then the water company, as opposed to the overall group. Right. So very much focused on managing debt, managing investors, managing rating agencies, and, uh, and ensuring the company operated uh, within, the, within the financial conditions that, uh, that we've been set. And then was that the move from public to private at that stage or was that later? Uh, that was still public. We were still right. a public company at that stage. But then in 2006, uh, end of 2006, we were acquired by a consortium of pension funds. And at that point, we then went from private, uh, public to, to private. So then that was the third stage of my career at Anglian in terms of managing the, the kind of the water company we pretty much by that stage had disposed of um, the, the non-water company assets. We still yeah. had a small amount, which were continuing to be disposed of. But what the uh, pension funds were purchasing was essentially kind of a water company, which was being financed by, by debt. And that was what they wanted. They wanted to, to be investing in infrastructure and to have an inflation-linked asset. When I, when so I that spoke, was in the third part of my career. Uh, when I spoke to Dana Laidholt, she... she... Uh, was with a, a group that went from and uh, with Carlisle Investment Group and they went from uh, private ownership to public and she particularly talked about how she enjoyed the rigor that that put around it and everything else for you that's obviously a transition the other way so from public and you know sort of the reporting requirements and everything else but back to private what was that move like for you as a treasurer? The Water industry uh, in the UK has got a license obligation to operate as though it was a public company. Yep. And so to a certain extent, from, from my perspective, in terms of kind of managing debt, there hasn't been a lot of difference in moving from public ownership to, to private ownership, other than that the, the shareholders sit around the table of the, of the top board of the, of the organization. And so the, the role of the finance director and chief executive, they can ask the shareholders there face to face what their views are, as opposed to, to kind of engaging with, um, you know, very, very kind of many shareholders. So from a yep. debt perspective, for me, it hasn't made a huge amount of, of difference because I still have to do the same reporting. I still have to, well, I choose to, to still engage with our debt investors in the same way as I did when we were publicly owned. The difference is the shareholders sit around the table at that very top company board that, uh, that we have. And you've got different you know being a water company you've got different kinds of regulation in, in terms of you know the actual industry itself you've got off what and people like that and then in terms of treasury you've got you know various regulation coming at you from lots of different sources as it were how do you deal with that and sort of keep that manageable 
Well, I think from you know a water company's perspective, we have to to manage rules and regulations and, and compliance. That's just something we have to to do. Yeah. And uh, and so we're good at it. We're very good at kind of managing disasters. We're very good at managing those kind of one-off unexpected events, as well as kind of making certain we kind of do all of that compliance. So in terms of the world of kind of financial compliance. Uh, to us, it kind of just feels like a natural extension of what the business is doing day to day. The financial obligations that we've got in our debt structure, you know, are, are numerous. Um, but uh, from my perspective, it enables Treasury to to keep at the heart of the organisation, to understand what's what's kind of going on, and uh, the business is is very well used to uh, to to kind of reporting because that's what we have to to do with all the different regulators who who uh, who, who give us our licence and monitor our performance. And in terms of, you know, you've been there since 96 and you walked into a treasury team, I think, you know, three or four people um, through to now. How has how has treasury evolved over that time? If you look, you know, throughout that time, you know, tagging on the the sort of moves from Anglian as it evolved as well as a group. How has treasury changed to cope with that as well? Oh, I think it's changed immensely. Uh, yeah. I think from a professional perspective, in terms of the the team, uh, the I'm not saying kind of the kind of the the team when when I joined it, um, you know, weren't weren't qualified, but they weren't kind of qualified from from a treasury perspective. Yeah. And and so one of the kind of the biggest challenges for for me when when I kind of walked in was to get people to to try to see the bigger picture, understand what they were doing how all of the components that they did kind of fitted in with, with each other, all of the kind of things that people learn when they do their, we're doing their treasury exams. And one person who, um, who, who, who was working for me kind of fairly soon after I joined was starting to do his treasury exams. And at the end of the first year of doing his exams, I can now understand why you were so shocked when you walked into, into this organization because now having spent a year doing my, you know, kind of early part of my treasury exams, I now understand what, you know, the treasury industry and the treasury profession is, is about. Yeah. So I think that professionalism in terms of people understanding kind of treasury as, as a profession, people undertaking their, their exams, understanding kind of the kind of the segregation of roles, you know, front, middle, back office, that's changed immensely. I think the use of systems. When I first joined, there was somebody who used to sit in front of a terminal write down the the bank balances from from kind of the the, um, the reported online from 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 the bank and then somebody was sitting kind of rekey all of that information into into an excel spreadsheet and then rekey information into a treasury management system so the use wow. of systems and it that has also kind of changed hugely over over that period and accounting i think when i first joined treasury accounting of debt and in, of debt and interest was done semi-annually for statutory accounting. Um, we now do kind of management reporting on a monthly basis. And so everybody kind of understands all of our kind of our interest and our uh, derivative exposures, whereas that was only done every six months when I first joined. And, and now the shape of the team, you know, obviously we, we've helped with some of that. You, you've gone, you've grown it now to what, 13 members of staff, is that right? I think it's actually 15 at the moment. Oh, wow. um, we've, got, we've got a couple of apprenticeships and uh, and I think it very much kind of reflects the the way the organisation has grown. When I first joined Anglian, the expectation was that the the water industry had had a huge period of capital expenditure to enable the the UK to to comply with the uh, the regulations in entering into into Europe. So we had a huge amount of capital expenditure to comply with to comply with European regulations. 
and the expectation was that once that was done the uh, the kind of the business would would kind of gradually depreciate in terms of then just kind of providing kind of an operational service to uh, to to customers whereas the reality is the size of the business has grown significantly because of continued uh, growth in people and population in in our region but also the ever demanding standards for the kind of water in the environment which have been uh, adopted in in Europe and so as we've needed to to spend capital expenditure uh, our the size of our business has continued to uh, to to grow and the change as i said when we moved to the financial restructuring that uh, that i undertook in 2002 we saw the proportion of the business that was financed by debt increase significantly so so the role and importance of treasury uh, took on a, a, an increase in staff at that point of time to uh, to to reflect the the importance of debt to, to the organization and then financing wise and funding you you sort of gone through that cycle back again because you did us private placement as well and you got your cash balances changing as well looking at it so it seems it, it's sort of changing once again i think that's right i think that with the size of our debt portfolio we need to to make certain that we've got access to a range of different markets a range of different maturities and uh, so that we don't go and have one market become full on us and then how do we raise the, the next slice of debt so having access to to a range of different markets is is really important. So in the past we've accessed the euro market. I haven't got any euro debt outstanding at the moment, but in the past we have. We've got sterling capital markets debt, US private placements. I've got some yen placements. I've got bank debt. But I think the key has been to to access debt from uh, from a variety of different markets. And what 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 are the? I know it's quite a different market in the US, but you know when you went out there, I know you've been out there and explain the Anglian water story to those guys what what was their opinion of you guys why did they why were they interested uh Anglian had been financing in the u.s private placement market for i think we were one of the first uk companies to to kind of go into into that market when i joined the company they actually had some some u.s private placement debt outstanding but when we did the financial restructuring in 2002 all but two of those note holders chose to uh, to to exit. So I'd always considered that that uh, the U.S. private placement market would not therefore be keen in going back into what we kind of called at the time the kind of the securitized water industry. Right. Yeah. So when I was persuaded by one of my banks to uh, to to go back into that market, I went into it very cautiously. I didn't quite believe that uh, that the investors would would want to to do that but spent a lot of time kind of training, teaching, educating investors in terms of how they're protected from a legal perspective. And, uh, and so we've then had uh, a number of very successful debt transactions within the US market, but very much kind of took, took our time to, to educate and show investors uh, the, the protections they had. So it was worth their while to, uh, to, to kind of understand the protections they were getting, which were actually kind of probably much much greater than they had previously, and then on that basis we were able to uh, to to do our first transaction and also then to to do a number of subsequent transactions. And all the treasuries managed from your UK-based treasury team, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes, we've got very very little business, as you, you mentioned, Anglian Venture Holdings. We've got yeah. a, uh, some business in in Ireland, but the vast majority of of what the group does. Is, uh, is is based within the UK and, uh, and Sterling. 
And within the team, you know, focusing on that team, you know, we, we've recruited successfully for the group before, but in your words, what are you looking for when you're bringing those, those guys to, to join guys and girls, you know, to join the team um, with yourself? What, what is it about that you're looking for people? Is it, I know when I spoke to Sarah Jane Hall at GlaxoSmithKline, she's you know, very much like yourself. She's very pro qualifications in treasury and very pro the ACT and various other bits. But is, is it firstly, you know, qualifications you're looking for and then the rest or is it attitude or what, what is it when, you know, a CV or resume lands on your desk? I think that recruiting in Huntingdon and recruiting in treasury is you know they're they're kind of two quite you know they they are two big two big challenges, mm. and one of the things that we are trying to kind of focus on at the moment is is kind of home growing talent. So, so bringing people in at a junior level, as I said, we've now got two apprentices in the scheme in 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 the, in the team, and uh, and looking to to bring in then you know people who have got good degrees who are looking to do something different. So we're looking for high levels of kind of university graduates but with a an aptitude and a and a passion to to do something differently so that's i think what we're looking for at kind of the most junior levels in terms of the the more senior levels i think it's looking for uh, for for people who want to to grow want to to develop and want to to do something that's different from from the mainstream and uh, and that's often i think the the challenge with bringing people into into treasury who've not worked in treasury before you know i often say to to people if you want to kind of come in every day know what you're going to do exactly the same every single day and then go home at a set time well then treasury is not the same not the place for for you yeah but if you want to to come into to somewhere where you might think you're going to do something today but then suddenly energy prices fall and we want to uh, to, to kind of purchase some forward energy you've got to be adaptable and excited by wow great that's an opportunity i'm then going to uh, to to take it and that stuff that i was going to do today i'll manage expectations and i'll try and do that tomorrow and uh, so it's people who it's aptitude i think for for people so people who are wanting to to grow wanting to learn they've got um, a, a base level of, of education which obviously is at, is at a high level but that they it's that it's that adaptability and uh, an enthusiasm that i'm looking for and you, I know that you've become involved in the ACT, the Association of Treasurers in the UK, in the past year, an FCT as well, so a fellow of the association. Why do you think that's such a, a key thing? I think, you know, I, I pretty much know the answer, but this is more for the listeners and why you think it's a good thing to have on, on your CV. I think it gives um, that base training in terms of the, the role of, of Treasury, and I, you know, Drew, Drew, comment earlier on in terms of uh, the kind of the person in the team who started to understand why I was quite dismayed when I first joined Anglian until he started doing his his treasurer's exams I think what it does it gives you a level of knowledge a level of training to to understand the uh, the kind of the risks uh, for for an organization and the stewardship that we're providing in, in treasury so for me that that's why kind of that training is is so important uh, I think the courses the uh, conferences that the treasurers um, association treasurer corporate treasurers organize are a great way for, for people to understand what other people were doing um, whether it's on on systems whether it's on cash flow management on debt management it brings together kind of like-minded people 
who uh, can then kind of learn and grow from from each other. And as it as, as as the treasury career grows, as it were, and we just talked there a little bit. You mentioned about how it's changed in the time you've been doing it, systems, IT, and rekeying stuff. But looking to the future, you've seen treasury change drastically over the time. Where do you see it going next? Well, there's a lot of talk at the moment in terms of um, of, of automation. Mm. Uh, in terms of um, you know, what, what what can be kind of done, you know, AI in terms of um, what can be done in terms of having to to have people. So I, I do see it's going to be smaller, potentially kind of smaller treasury teams of the future, mm-hmm. greater use of systems. But in terms of the caliber of people who are working in treasury or in kind of wider finance organisations, it's going to to be kind of smarter. Um, more professional people, um, so that you still need to um, to to be able to to kind of have the the kind of the, the thinking, the strategic thinking behind an organisation, uh, making certain that you're able to to interpret um, what the systems are doing to know that it's right, rather than just having a black box. Say, here's my kind of uh, my debt number, here's my interest number, and nobody questioning and challenging it. So I think it's going to be much more a case of review, strategy, uh, and challenge, as opposed to, to kind of production and uh, and kind of routine. So I think the role of an individual in Treasury is going to, to be changing, which is why, you know, we're, we're seeing this kind of change in, in our own Treasury team with having some of the, um, the more routine roles undertaken by people at that start of their, their very early start of their career, but they're people who we would be expecting over a three-year period to uh, to be moving kind of quite quickly through through the organisation. And with that, you know, you say about it's developing. How how do you see your role continuing to develop from here? Uh, I mean, I've always said I'll leave an organisation when I get bored, and uh, and I've clearly not got bored because I've been here for uh, for a very long time. Yeah. Never a dull moment in the water mm. industry, as we as we'd say it. So, I think that. I think part of what's exciting about Treasury is you don't know quite what's around the corner. It's being able to 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 lead to the changes. So, you know, we've got all the way through this interview without kind of mentioning kind of the, the Brexit word. But oh, yeah. you know, I think for a Treasurer, that's a, you know, in many ways, it brings more volatility, more uncertainty, but kind of greater excitement as well. So, uh, you know, what are the challenges that we're trying to, to help and protect our organisations from? So I think it's that changing world. Sustainability is a huge, great focus for for us at Anglian Water. Uh, we issued our first green bond last year. We're going to try and raise all the finance that that we can as uh, as as green finance. So, working with uh, other stakeholders to to try to um, help investors see the importance of, of climate change, to to kind of work with uh, you know politicians and uh, other stakeholders as we we look to to get. You know more green finance. These are all things that I wouldn't have envisaged 18 months ago that uh, that I'd be focusing on. Yeah, and all, all fresh. My team are doing now. It's all fresh. We, I would never have expected that. You know, Leslie, my assistant, was out visiting kind of Corby treatment works uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago because uh, she's picked one of the green bond projects that we're financing to to come and talk to to the team about, and uh, so that's helping her grow and develop but also helping the team to to understand what the money that we're raising is being used to to finance. 
I never would have expected that that's what we'd be doing 18 months ago. No, so it's constantly changing and developing. And, and with you, with yourself, um, you've had a very successful treasury career thus far, you know, with still continuing the development. Someone listens in and, you know, to wrap up today's interview, where, you know, someone's saying, hang on, I, I want to steal Jane's job in the future. I want, or I want to copy that. What would you say, what advice would you give? What bits, nuggets would you give out to those guys to say, do this, do this and, and follow me sort of thing. I, I did it on a speech this week at the Treasury Leaders Summit. I'm saying, look at people's LinkedIn profiles and say that this is the steps that Jane made. This is what she did. You know, you do, you've done a number of different things, but this is the steps that she took. And then she's the group treasurer, successful group treasurer for Angley Water. What would you draw out, you know, perhaps two or three of those that, you know, think actually this is what I need to do tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think for me, it's, yes, it's about kind of working hard, getting on with, with people, um, making certain you've got good people kind of working for you as, as well. But it's having that, uh, having an open mind, uh, being willing to to kind of challenge the, the status quo. I think one of the first finance directors I worked for said, you know, keep opening all of those doors. When you hit the brick wall at the end, don't try and knock it down yourself. Come back to uh, to, to me and I'll help you um, kind of unlock right. that, uh, that kind of brick wall at the end. So I think it's trying to, you know, don't be scared to, to kind of challenge things, to, to do things differently. And, uh, but make sure you express those views to the right people and not to the wrong people. <laughs> So doing collaboration and then, you know, in treasury terms, you've obviously, you know, studied all the exams and you've gone the way through that. And I know that you do other non-exec work. Is that sort of developing? Because you were the Cambridge Building Society, then did Loughborough as well. Are those things that you think people need to look at doing from external to just doing your day, you know, very busy day job? I think that's right. And um I've certainly had kind of, I've got one person in my team at the moment who uh, I've encouraged to, to kind of join uh, an industry because they were looking for somebody to, to kind of join a, a collaboration unit. So, uh, so, so he's, he's, he's joined that. I had somebody else in the team. One of our non-exec directors was looking for, for somebody to, to join uh, as a non-exec director on one of the smaller companies he was involved with in Cambridge. And so, so he did that. So I think it's a great way of being able to, to kind of, grow your grow your kind of your kind of skills and behaviors so not not so much the technical side the, the kind of the softer side but i think it's a it's a great way for uh, for for people to you know sometimes with 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 kind of treasury and finance you're, you can be very introverted you can sit and focus on on your day job making certain that you get everything done and you forget to to kind of look up and and smell the roses i think working and and doing uh, whether it's a non-exec director job, whether it's joining a committee with the Association of Corporate Treasurers or working on pensions or whatever, um, taking people away from their day job to enable them to, to kind of make them realise how much value they're adding, but to, to kind of talk to, to other people is, is a really good skill for people to, to get. Fantastic. I'd, I want to leave it there because I think that was a great wrap-up to today's interview. Um, thanks very much, Jane. If people want to connect with you, best way is looking up through LinkedIn and maybe reaching out that way. Is that the best way? Yes, that's fine. Yep. Great. We'll put Jane's um, details in the show notes, but all that remains for me is thank you very much, Jane, and, and looking forward to the uh, bright future with yourselves and Angley Water continuing. Great. Thanks, Mike. Thanks very much.
Hello, it's Mike here again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you did, then maybe you want to follow the show or subscribe, depending on where you listen, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, or another great place to listen to the show from. It's totally free and means that you'll be the first to see each and every week when we release a new show. And maybe whilst you're there, you could even leave a quick review. Reviews and ratings are among the most important metrics for a podcast to effectively rank. And as you can probably appreciate, the podcast is a lot of hard work to produce every week. It'd be amazing. Just take, say, 20 seconds, leave a quick review of my amazing guests and their great career stories. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks very much, and I can't wait to see you soon.